We've been podcasting since way back when. Oh my God. Sometimes I never want to edit again. Yes, y'all, it's happening. But I want you to know. Oh yeah? After 200 episodes. Let's get it. You're still the one. I want Paige turning in my ear. You're still the one I want to tell the news. Still the one I want to hear your views. We're still having fun. And you're still the one. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to start crying. I love that so much. Yay. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. episode so we're doing a little special episode we're doing a little thing it's it's just us we're hanging out we got some things and uh some of y'all have been requesting for those uh <laughs> justin parody songs coming back that and, one uh, that one had absolutely nothing to do with x-men though for uh for anybody looking into the archives like oh where do i get more of those uh they actually <laughs> are relevant to x-men yes, this one was more relevant to us in this, our 200th episode that serves for also the Ex-Wife Podcast semi-annual of 2023. Maybe one day will become an annual. Yeah. Well, I mean, we had the first annual. Right. We had an annual episode. I was so excited about the cleverness of that as a concept and mm-hmm. idea. And you know you know me, whenever I get like an idea, I'm like, yeah, let's do this. How do we do this more? Uh, and then it just fell off. Last year was crazy. Life is a lot, you know? Yeah, oh yeah. We got we got things going on left and right, but that's not why we're here. That's not why we're here. We're here to talk about how we're still together and we're still loving doing the podcast. I mean, we're not going anywhere. No, no. The no, podcast like, is whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be together forever. <laughs> but also, right. 200 episodes are 100 episodes. That was, I mean, like, if, if this is anything of a, a hint... Planning big ideas and big things, not our strong suits for the <laughs> podcast. We we got like peppered in things here and there, and then we coast with the weeklies and having big ideas. We sure got, we we got we tons got of big so ideas, so many big ideas. So the the one hundredth episode was intent to be Inferno, mm. and then I lost my job, and then I was yeah. just like, I'm overwhelmed by everything in the world, and our one hundredth episode ended up being. 10 Lives of Wolverine, right. number one, which felt like a, oh, yeah, we're we're somewhat in the next phase of things for comics. That turned out to be not true. What does that mean? <laughs> Nothing. And, but now it's interesting to think about where we are in comics mm-hmm. and, and what's to come of Krakoa. But that's all getting ahead of myself. Oh. Ourselves. Ourselves. Justin's the one with the plan. We all know that. Just so we know, this is like, Alicia has no idea. I'm staring at Justin like, What's going to happen? What's going to happen? <laughs> we don't know. Well, so the initial plan, mm-hmm. like the first idea yes. that I had was like, oh, would it be cool if we did the Krakoan era civics class as an episode? So yes. the class that we taught at Uncanny Experience, how would we create some kind of simulated version of that conversation with a panel of people still on the table to happen, still yeah. something I'd like to work towards in a couple of other things. Uh, there was this other idea that I had Ooh. because I've been in conversation with Greg about him starting the Krakoan era. Right. Right. So he just read House of X and Powers of Ten. Mm-hmm. That's all he's read. He hasn't really read much else in terms of X-Men except for he got like the Silver Age intro mm-hmm. with the first handful of issues. Right. So I thought, oh, would it be cool to I'm, I'm doing this. It's not really a project, but he's going to come over. And I'm just going to kind of walk him through some high points of the Krakoan era and give him some things that he can read if he wants oh, to. Oh, interesting. Because he wants to experience the end of the story. I see. And I think that's something that many people might also feel mm. is like, okay, maybe I, I drifted away and I want to come back. So how do we make that on-ramp for friends that fall in that category? So you're thinking about having Greg be a guest and we tell him stuff? On the show, or if he's interested in that, I was thinking more of that as a conversation guide Got towards it. something of like a an intro or like mm-hmm. a hey, catch back up. But then none of that happened, uh, <laughs> and so I pivoted to just a hodgepodge of ideas because of the conversation with Greg. I had been going back and listening to our old episodes, mm-hmm. and I do that a lot. I like to like 
benchmark things and look back data right everything uh and just i picked a handful of concepts and ideas that come from past episodes and i wanted this to be more of like a hey this is the flavor of the podcast this is what we do generally or what we did and now we can talk about what we do now yeah because i think that's part of the conversation is how the podcast is has developed developed yeah. and who knows what it will be in the future right right uh because also you've been talking on this Marco Polo ambassador group about yes. like how to share an episode of the podcast. I like our podcast is very niche. Yes, it is. You cannot just pick up the latest episode if you're not reading X Men. Right. If you have no idea what's going on in the mm-hmm. Krakoan era, if you don't know who we are or why we care so much about these stories. Right. Like, like it's just not new listener friendly. Right. Right. In the same way that like X Men is not entirely new reader friendly and feels overwhelming well yes so just a little context so i'm i'm in this group of other marco polo ambassadors and they sort of like asked us who we wanted to connect with and so i'm in a podcaster group and it's great and i love the people i'm connecting with but we're doing this thing where we're all listening to one episode of each other's podcasts and leaving reviews for the podcast and Mine is actually coming up next. And I'm like, okay, so Justin had this great idea that we I send them X-Men number one because at that point I was still new to the whole situation and like they can have the perspective of someone who doesn't know anything about X-Men like I do. Mm-hmm. But there's, you know, you know, we having conversations about like, how do you find guests for your podcasts? And right, like, right. you know, mine's like, well, I just look for people in the comics industry and I we talk to them on the internet and that's how who there's the guest. But like a lot of the other podcasts are lifestyle podcasts. So it's just so interesting to kind of have these conversations and say like, all right, how do I how do I ease you into listening to my podcast? Because I don't want them to listen to our show and be like, I have no idea what's happening. Which I, I hate this. I feel like is, you know, that we've heard from people. I have no idea what you're talking about, but you're so excited. Yeah. And I love hearing how excited you are and just how friendly you are. And I like your banter back and forth. Yeah, and yeah. You're swell people. Basically, also, we allowed each other um, access to our share casts so we could learn from each other. And um, one of the girls was like, I don't know anything about X-Men, but I love you too. And I love your love. Like, it's so genuine and so fun to like watch y'all react to stuff and like converse with each other and i'm just like that's so sweet thank you well so those seminal moment episodes x-men right. one giant size x-men one those are some of my favorite episodes of the classic ones there's mm-hmm. there's those and then there's one other one that i'll mention later because it ties to another section of your, the 200th episode elaborate plan. my elaborate plan my elaborate scheme that is this podcast uh-huh. and it's all it's all just whatever because Episode one was our intro episode. So technically episode, like, is this 199? I don't know. Podbean no, says episode it's- episode 200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go by the numbers. Speaking of the numbers, let's Ooh, think about- Data. Data, reflection. So 200 episodes, over 100,000 downloads. Now, there's no calculation on listens, but actual downloads, people that wow. download the episodes. So that's like at least- I'm just thinking about how I never download episodes when I listen to them. Right. Not many people do download podcasts. They just subscribe to them and you can just stream them. Yeah. I download a lot just because I like to then, like if I'm going through, when I go through the back catalog, I'll download those episodes Mm -hmm. and then just go and play my downloads so I don't have to keep on scrolling backwards. Fun fact for anybody trying to explore the back catalog of the ex-wife podcast. Interesting. Wow, that feels like a big number. Oh, yeah. I mean, that happened a couple, maybe like a month or so ago. Uh, I just never said anything. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I feel like, you know, is it is it bragging or is it excited? No. Is it even impressive? Like, I don't know. It's just a cool milestone to right, think right. about, you know? Like, Podbean thought so, too. They sent us like, hey, you did this thing. Great thanks, job. Podbean. Yeah. Wow, 100,000 downloads? At least. That's so exciting. Thank you all so much for listening to our show. Honestly, it makes my heart so happy to know that people like nerding out with us. Yeah. Well, and that that's part of the reflection is just how many people we've come into contact with over the last three years now, yeah. right? So it's been just over three years. We started mid-October of 2020. Mm-hmm. We had recorded most of season one back then. 
before we even launched, which man, I miss those days to have <laughs> to not like, like edit right now, Justin. Yeah. To, like, oh man, that that line in the song about like I don't want to edit it again. Like I just I edit for work too, yeah. so it just becomes a lot. Anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're here for happiness. We have had in the last week, so because it's the first week of November mm-hmm. or first eight days of November, I can look at the data and see. Wow, we're worldwide still. You wow. know, that was that was what we talked about, I think, in the annual was just the fact that we have people listening all over the world listening to us talk about X-Men. That's so cool. And I, I'm so like I'm fascinated personally about like where you all are at mm. in your reads, in your are you just following along? Have you dropped some titles? Like Yeah. I love that stuff. I thought about doing polls and questions and all this stuff, but then I had a bunch of stuff at work and yeah. That's another thing. Like so, so many people have said, "Wait, you guys both have full-time jobs?" Full-time jobs. Yeah. This is this is like a fun passion project on the side. I mean, it would be cool if this could be I mean, sure. I, I, let me let me be honest. I'm not giving up my dance company, but I give up my job. put so much work into this show, y'all. I just have to say I am honestly so grateful for you, Justin, because this podcast would not happen without you. Like, I know it's the ex-wife podcast and it's both of us talking, but like you you do notes every week on the show. You manage the social media. You do the polls. You prepped for this episode. You edit the episodes. Like this podcast would not exist without you. And if there was some world in which this grew to a place that it could make us money and you could just focus on this for your work, I would be so happy I just think you you deserve to have that kind of like joy in your life that just and I'm I just I love you so much and I just am so thankful for you because I just feel like we wouldn't have this if it wasn't for you. I mean, you're the reason that I'm in, in X Men comics. You're the reason obsessively that I, like expanded my nerddom and like not to get too sappy and emotional, but like in my lifetime, like you're the reason that I feel and have felt like fully comfortable to embrace like all the quirky weirdness of my entire personality and like fully be myself. And I just feel like that only expanded with the podcast. And I just feel so lucky that like this is something that we get to do and that we get to share together and that we get to go to conventions together and make new friends together and have awesome experiences and meet creators. And like our life is just so full of excitement. And I just feel like so much of that is due to you and the work that you put into this. So thank you so much. Hey, I, you know, I love doing it except for editing. I know. Except for editing and even notes, you know, and social media. Honestly, I like recording and that's about it. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like, I can leave the rest of it. I just, yeah. When, when we get to the, you know, that's another thing we're talking about in the podcaster group is like, people are like, oh, well, my producer or my editor. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, right. Oh, right. yeah. Okay. We do all that ourselves. Right. Yes. So we've seen pretty cool growth over time, over the last years, more each year, which yeah. I think is great to see, great to know, uh, and and still getting people finding us. Yeah. Right? People are still finding the original episodes, finding House of X and Powers of Ten. And I don't know if like, it's all part of like the pieces that have been brewing in the back of my mind coming together. More on that down the line. Down the line. We have a couple of reviews that I, I kind of stopped reading new oh, reviews, right. but just figured in a podcast reflection section Seems might as like well a, right time alicia and justin are two of the most entertaining and empathetic podcast hosts in the business they engage their listeners taking their questions and always hearing out a range of views they treat other podcasters listeners and creators alike with respect and dignity and they have such insightful thoughts on the weekly x comics if you are looking for a podcast with a thoughtful take on X-Men and a deep shared knowledge of the modern X-Men era, this is a fantastic place to start from Empathy County, leading with empathy. Wow. That was that was huge. I and, love like, that. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Well, and just like like how much we have like I feel we have so many interesting conversations with listeners, mm-hmm. with people like friends of the pod, with other creators of podcasts and, and crossovers. You know, we were just guesting with Gray Malkin Lane. Yeah. Dylan from House of X came with us to Rhode Island Comic Con. Yeah. Like the uncanny experience as this mega hub of everyone yes. coming together. Like it's just a lot of cool shared experience with people. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that I'm not sure. I'm, I'm sorry if this uh, derails your plans. But 
I think that that's one of the things that I've liked so much about the development and growth of where we are so far is that over the last few years in the last year especially with like you adding the polls and the questions and having conversation with people even though it's not direct conversation but getting to hear other people's thoughts and perspectives and see how that changes how we feel about the book or the questions that you all send in like that is what makes this discussion that much more like juicy you know because it's not just about what Justin or I think of the books it's like how are they impacting the community and and the readers and how does everybody feel about them and then some of y'all have like the craziest best like theories Theories. or or like point out those details right and i love like i want to have like a i'm gonna have to make t-shirts or something for like you know like some kind of like alicia's detective crew for like all the people who are like look at this shady business happening in the back of this panel what could it mean and like you know we're all making stuff up that doesn't actually exist but it's fun (laughs) we're all wandavisioning ourselves yeah one more review Keep it up, exclamation point, from RyGuy2500. This show has been perfect for me. I'm a lifelong X-Men fan, but only just recently got back into reading comics regularly. I needed this kick in the butt to get with the times. The Krakoan era is such a perfect place to get back into the X-Men comics, and these two will keep you up to speed while managing to delight along the way, exclamation point. I love that. Yeah. No, that's Thank fun. Thank you. And, and just like that, it's cool to see our intentions reflected in what people say mm-hmm. about us, right? So like that is always the goal is to just be fun and to have a good time and to, you know, just hang out and talk with people about comics. Yeah, and, and also to say like, all right, maybe you're not reading this book, so here's the most important things you need to know if you want to stay like in the know without without reading it. Or maybe you don't care for a title anymore, <laughs> and but you still want to know kind of what happened. You just don't want to read it. Sure, sure, sure. We're here sure. for you. We'll do the dirty work. So that was like, like the the bullet points that I have under podcast reflection. I mean, mm-hmm. we could talk about the fact that it has changed pretty early on. It's changed. This was something that I wanted to bring up, and something that like makes me think about like I don't know what what is like an approach going forward or at some other time or like what uh, a lot of people talk to us, talk to the podcast about creating their own podcast. Mm. One of the most frequent questions that I get is like, what, what's the biggest piece of advice that you would say? Mm-hmm. And it always is. If you're making a new podcast, make a planned season. Yeah. And then take a break and yeah. then go back and make a planned season because like this every week, like, I know eating my weekends like it, it's it didn't start out as like a problem but mm-hmm. then it was it just become like, wow no like i think after the Krakoan era wouldn't it be nice to just maybe pause for a second no oh uh, yeah <laughs> maybe we'll see maybe alicia can learn how to edit a little bit more and she can help out with there that you go so there you go it doesn't all fall on justin this is all part of the elaborate scheme to share the work <laughs> i uh i also was thinking like do we not need a rebrand, but like a new slogan? Because our slogan or our like tagline is like one man's elaborate scheme to get his wife into X Men comics. And I know it's like dot dot dot. That's working, but like it worked. It yeah. worked. Now I'm in. Now what are we? What it? Yeah. What right? are it's we? It's no longer. It's really no longer trying to get a new reader in. That's the classic. Right. I think that should be like we should do a like a contest, an online contest. What should the ex-wife podcast news slogan be? Hmm. <laughs> Not necessarily a contest, but just like know. offer suggestions. Yeah, yeah. I like get I like the, offer suggestions is better than a contest. The, uh, get our juices flowing. Yeah, on that. that's that's too big of an idea to let the people decide completely. <laughs> so I have like the next section is just Krakoan era reflection, and mm-hmm. I think that this might move to another episode because I feel like that's a really big ask and it's a really big content type. But I in Having these conversations with Greg, there's a couple of people online that have messaged me personally, didn't know about the podcast, just knew, I think because I'm in X-Men groups mm-hmm. and talk about the fact that I'm caught up and they just ask me questions about stuff. So like, I, I just feel like I have the Krakoan era living in my brain. Yeah, and you do. You're a walking computer. Yes. And I would like to think about how we talk about that as a whole yeah. as as it nears the end. But- I don't think that's a right now thing. No, but I think like 
you know, thinking about highlights. Like for me, when I think about the Grecoan era, it's so interesting because I only really started like I've read things here and there. I've re- I've read everything technically, but remember when I read like fifty five comics in like yes. the shortest span of time? Because I had this plan for an episode, and I didn't tell you until like two weeks before. And then you were like, "Okay, we have to leave this party now because I need to binge read comics tonight." And like I just think about how basically Ten of Swords, like. I don't really know what happened. Like, I know what happened, but I don't really remember. We should totally reread Ten of Swords because we've never done an episode about it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. like That's there's... been on my short list of even just looking reflectively at the Krakoan era, things that got away. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what? So I think about Ten of Swords and I'm like, well, that was, I don't know, Saturnine got people together and she made them fight and then it was really pointless. I don't know. Yeah. Um, And... Also, just thinking about like House and Powers and like how epic that was in general. Like, do you remember when there's like a picture of me like reading? Yes. The issues as, for as the you first were time. Reading the hardcover that I got you. Yeah. Yeah, and just like me being like, I'm never gonna read a comic, and now I'm like, I love reading comics every week, baby. It's it's just it's interesting because I feel like this. The ending coming makes me Mm -hmm. think reflectively, makes Mm -hmm. me think big picture. And so to look at this as a full narrative, a narrative that went ways that they didn't expect because Mm -hmm. of departures, because of progression of ideas, involvement of of other people. Right. Buying books or not buying books. Right. The, The sales data that turns a lot of decisions. And to just see. So I have like the little section headers. Uh, There's a big swath of it that's just Destiny of X that's interrupted by judgment day and then destiny oh, of x that's interrupted by sense of sinister and then destiny of x and then the hellfire gala and, you know it's like there's a lot of destiny of x if you think mm. about it and i think that's one of our largest seasons because the seasons ended up just being okay there's a big there's a big line shift yeah do what a new season, season anyway? right right what even is that judgment day i could have done without uh, i think that's <laughs> uh, a general reaction i i loved sins of sinister i loved sins of sinister and i love all the hellfire galas they're really great and just as a narrative checkpoint to bring in big ideas mix them up and add some new ones mm-hmm. i think they're really fun well yeah. not fun <laughs> looking back at the, the meat grinder oh gosh where did you get that charles where did you get that <laughs> all right so we have Part of me, part of me Uh-oh. was like, do I just do I read and do notes for the three comics this week and like lead you through them like a classic episode? I knew you would hate that. Look at your face right now. I didn't do that. I I, I don't know if my face was hate. My face was fear. Right. My face was like, wait, what? I don't like, get to read and I don't experience get to read them? them. No. But I do. I do miss those like classic moments of the pod you know it's like it's so conflicting because i think that that was so fun to be able to live react to these stories and these things that were happening and and experiencing and also just the silliness of the fact that i did not understand what was happening and i would come up with all of these crazy ideas okay justin just got a tv out y'all which means we are going back back to basics and he's about to show me stuff on a screen oh my gosh i'm so excited but i think about that sometimes and i'm like how could we get back to that sort of live react and i wonder if there's a day that we could like we could read the comics like you always read them first but like you know how i shout things while i'm reading comics like what if i was reading the comic for the first time we did some kind of like read along or like in the moment reaction as I'm reading the comic or like get a group of people together and like script read them like we're doing with Grey Malk and Ling but like none of us have read it before and we like react as we read it you know like these are all crazy ideas that I'm just spitballing right now but just the idea that I used to just be able to just react in the moment to what was happening was one of my favorite things it is why I think I fell so in love with them because I I just got to know them in such an honest way, you know? Yeah. He was still setting up that TV. I was still setting up the TV. But yes, all of that all of those things. What's going to happen? What is going to happen is we are going to talk about X-Men 
special edition number one. <gasps> what? Which is largely a reprint of Giant Size X-Men. No, we will not be talking about Giant Size X-Men, but that is one of my favorite episodes. Mm. Giant Size X-Men. Giant, Giant Size. Are they bigger X-Men? No, no, they're not. <laughs> it's just it's just a naming convention, you crazy weirdo. <laughs> They're giant X-Men. But in this reprint of Giant Size X-Men, there is a backup story that features Catherine Pride. (gasps) Oh, my God. You guys, I'm so excited right now. And just like, I'm just, I freaking love you, Justin. (laughs) I love you so much. I love that you did this. I'm so happy. A day like any other. Look at the face on <laughs> Kitty Pride. If if you're looking for this, I think this came out in 1983. Oh my god. Written by Chris Claremont, art by Dave Cockrum and Hillary Barta, letters Tom Orzachowski, David Cody Weiss, colors by Andy Yonkus, editor Louise Jones. There's no VCs. There's no VCs. So, so this this like wild-eyed version. She is like a ferocious gymnast right now. First of all, I didn't know she was also a gymnast. She's a dancer, she's a ninja, she's a gymnast. So this is even this is before she's a ninja. No, oh, right, she's not a ninja yet. She's not a ninja yet, but she does have a lot of acrobatic background, mm-hmm. right? She, and she is having a day. A day like any other. She wants to talk about it to people because she's having a bad day. She's feeling in a funk, but nobody's home. Oh, no. Nobody's at the mansion, which never happens. So she's kind of like weirded out by that. And she's working it out. Tell me, what what does that face tell you? What is that? That face honestly looks like I'm mid-gymnastics routine and I just saw a natural disaster happen and I'm (laughs) afraid of what's to come next. I'm going to push myself entirely too hard. Oh, no. And hurt myself. But then, surprise, there is someone here. My BFF, Ilyana? Yes, BFF and roommate Ilyana to save the day. Oh, my god. Where have you been? Why is there no one else here? I've been off exploring the mansion. Also in gym clothes. Also in gym clothes, ironically. That's how we hang out. Because, like, Ilyana, she's still relatively new to the mansion Mm. at this point. She has obviously been aged up. Just recently left Limbo. Yep. We don't, as the reader, know about that. Ah. The four-issue miniseries has not come out. I see. So the details about it are not revealed. Oh, that's interesting. So we meet Magic before, we meet Ilyana before she goes into Limbo, and then that's like a... We meet, like, like baby Ilyana. She disappears for a split second in a panel mm-hmm. and has that four issue miniseries, but that happens, that doesn't come out in print until years later. Ah. So she comes back as this aged up version of herself. And nobody knew why. With this devilish smile talking about, like, she's talking about the demons that she's fought in this issue. And Kitty's like, ah, yeah. you never talk about that. So I don't know how to react. Oh my gosh. But they're joking, they're laughing, and Kitty's going to give her a tour of the X-Mansion. And that's largely the framework of this issue, is that Kitty is showing her and the reader, hey, here is your your booster pack of ideas. You got your giant size X-Men, you got Kitty Pride got added later on, and then there's Ilyana and some new mutants. Oh. And here's the mansion. I got to say, it's probably not wise that Kitty is straight up walking through the control panels of the danger room. No. I feel like that is a, you should Danger. know better than that, my friend. You yeah. disrupt that technology. That That's part of her powers, right? Is that she can phase electronics. That's why we've been confused about the gate technology working, mm-hmm. not working, working now. PS1, are we going to find out about that? We don't know. Hopefully soon. Yeah. She's talking about all the features that the Danger Room offers. All the ways that you can manipulate space and the looks of things and... We're now taking elevators to the different sections of the mansion. So there's, there's elevators inside, and it's divided into sections. There's the, the one side for the X-Men's living quarters, the other side on the other side of that for the New Mutants and the students, and then the center, which is Xavier's office and his living quarters and things like that. Look at that jacket. Yeah, oh yeah. Look at that jacket. You I lo- need that jacket. I saw that, and I was like, she's going she's gonna to want this jacket. I literally just was like, hmm. One-time appearance cosplay. I mean, it's just a, it's like a lime green bodysuit and a jacket. It's I think kind I of your brand. <laughs> and so Kitty brings Ilyana to Cerebro to show her what Cerebro oh, is, to Catherine. remind and inform the readers of this new comic what Cerebro is in finding different mutants. We mm. can use it without Xavier, 
but it's much stronger with him. And that was something that's gone back and forth of like, can a non-telepath use Cerebro? Right. Kind of. Right. Like, it does it. Does Cerebro do the work of finding the mutants, or does the telepath's power do the work? We got into, and, and especially with Cerebro as it's evolved in the current story, we've gotten into some back and forths about like, mm-hmm. what is what is Cerebro right, because, as oh. a right, right? How does she? How is she able to use that without telepathy? Right. Is she syncing a telepath? She is not a base telepath. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder if like you can use Cerebro because it essentially has telepath technology in it. But if you are a telepath, it enhances it and you can use it more. Mm, right, right. And that's what she's saying right now is that it's so much better when he's here because you can actually find the people mm. and do the stuff. Interesting. So now let's take a peek into Storm's bedroom. <gasps> How so she, dare you go she into lives, Storm's bedroom? Yeah, so she lives in the attic. And it's so she can come in and out the skylight windows, which I think is a really cool detail. That is awesome. She also has a ton of plants there Mm -hmm. and they get a lot of natural sunlight. Kitty makes a joke about how organized this is in comparison to her room (laughs) and how it's chaos there. And Ileana's like, I know, I'm your roommate. (laughs) What are you talking about, you foolish girl? I share a room with you. Yeah. They go into two other rooms. One weirdly empty Jean Grey's old room oh Kitty joined the team the issue after Jean Grey died oh right so that was a a passing of the torch in terms of kind of classic character becomes now new viewer character Mm. and that also changed Scott's relationship with the team as he left and went to go kind of brood and find himself and marry Madeline and destroy everything there was a couple of things in between that (laughs) and there the Leaf Forester makes an appearance here and there but yes Yes, exactly that. Now we get to see Logan's room. Oh, Logan's room. Some some different pictures that looks like Mariko and mm-hmm. Carol Danvers. Carol Danvers. They're good friends from back in the day. I, that's a strange way to keep a picture of your friend next to your former lover. But, you know, whatever. He's got a bonsai tree. Very Japanese influence. We get it, Logan. What you, is that? You a speak bird? Japanese. Is that Lockheed? Oh, the little little pterodactyl thing? Oh, it's Yeah. That is, no, that is not Lockheed. That is apparently the only time that we're going to talk about Colonel Paradactyly, who is Nightcrawler's friend that he brought home from the Savage Land. What? This is Nightcrawler's room with all the acrobatic poles and, and gymnastics <laughs> things. And and yeah, he just happens to have a little pterodactyl with an ironic name. Amazing. And then the last panel on that page is Colossus's room. And that starts oh. us into the awkward conversation oh no uh, back in the the girls room as Ileana's like hey so like are you two what do they call it an item oh no and they they are very blatantly acknowledging the ages uh-huh. here and one of the things about time in Claremont's comics initially is that it it gave no care about how time was passing in any other mm. comic there were Christmas episodes, Kitty's had birthdays, essentially to just age her up. Because mm-hmm. in this, we state Colossus is 19, Kitty is 14. That is statutory rape. Yes. Well, I mean, they've just mistletoe kissed. But yes, it's not. It's, it's uncomfortable. I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm I mean, upset. They're uncomfortable. They're avoiding the conversation. I feel like this is Claremont saying like, yeah, I don't know if we should have done that. Maybe I didn't <laughs> know how old Peter was when we did that. Uh, Whatever. What is she trying on a bathing suit? What's happening? Well, they're getting ready to go outside to finish the tour, right? Because oh. they they do have a boathouse. They do have some underwater features to the property. Ooh. Right. And th- she is dodging left and right. <laughs> like that, they have a Garfield poster in their room. Yes, and, and just like Fozzy, a, po- a Pac Man. Yeah, there's so many like pop culture from that time details. Wait, Fozzie Bear's in there? Fozzie Bear's on the bed, yep. Ah, freaking love Fozzie Bear. Oh, and Kermit. Mm-hmm. You're as funny as Fozzie <laughs> Bear. I watched that tape over and over and over again. Well, so Kitty is avoiding the conversation. Of she does she not is. want to talk about especially with her best friend, also the sister yeah. of the guy. No, I no. Let's thank just you. not go there right no, now. No, thank you. This mysterious bald head in the bottom panel mm. says they've left finally saying behind these monitor screens seeing them Who's time them? time to begin our work and change the way things look no no what dun, dun, dun. i thought this was just a fun little side story oh. evil villain? 
Maybe. Maybe. Kitty's talking about her parents' problems, mm. right? There's some things going on, and especially connected to her new and budding relationship with Colossus, the fact that her parents are starting to go through divorce or oh. they're talking about going through divorce. So you have read Kitty Pride and Wolverine. Yes. That's when I believe they've officially split mm-hmm. and she follows her father to Japan on this business trip. All yes. that. This is before that all happened. So she's still kind of like emotionally dealing with all the things that are going on and especially how that relates to her new relationship with Piotr. Yes. How do people fall out of love is one of the questions she asks oh. Liliana. Right. The, the tour continues underwater unwillingly. Like Eliana is not. She doesn't want to. Doesn't want to do this. But they go to an airlock and open up the hangar and the Blackbird. Oh. So we're still on this tour. We're still. Feels like they shouldn't shouldn't be there. <laughs> sure, sure. Right. No, like these two. Well. It's funny because Kitty talks about the fact that she uses the later on. She talks about the fact that she uses the Blackbird in a Christmas issue to kill an alien and to oh. kill to kill this demon monster. And that's when Eliana's like, "Oh yeah, my demons. I've had your similar demons. stories, and I never share them." Tell us about your demons, Eliana. Luckily, there is. Uh, other costumes and a dryer and oh, some, you know. Can... Yeah, so everybody has to get wet to get to the Blackbird? No, 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 no. There's, there's ways like down into the hangar from underneath the mansion. Where they're not allowed to be, so they snuck in through the back way. Basically, probably. And so there's a hair dryer just in case you sneak in through the back Right, way. right, right. And someone else's costumes. Yes. Excellent. Training uniforms, it looks like. As they pull up the hologram, viewing the outside of the mansion and an overhead view. Ah, so they're scoping things out from under the water. This is really like a handhold. Like, this is the Xavier Mansion. Mm-hmm. These are these weird little kids that have powers, but there's also these grown adults that have powers, and they all work on various sets of teams. And they're talking about the specifics of the fact that we are three miles, like the property is three miles along the lake mm-hmm. with woods around a mile deep surrounding it. And that's seven miles down the road to Salem Center where Stevie Hunter lives. So ah, really like Stevie. placing you placing you with and even like and Stevie Hunter, our dance teacher. Like, yeah, because you know? we're letting you know what's up with the X-Men and this issue. Yeah, this is a full on like, hey, come on, kids. Come on, readers. Interesting. So they reprinted Giant Size as like. That was like your gateway. And then they were yeah. like, if you're not yet convinced, let's give you a little bit more information on where they are now. It's a similar thing that they did with Classic X-Men, mm-hmm. which is a reprint with some alterations and a backup story that then started to influence continuity because Claremont was writing those backup stories. Mm. He would work that material into his current stuff. Oh, interesting. They're, they're talking about the map. They're looking at the map. And then all of a sudden, there's an intruder. Mm-mm. And they have to do something about it. Kitty is charging it. She's an X-Man. You know, she, she's on the team. She's on the team. She tried. Xavier tried to demote her to the New Mutants. And she said, you're a jerk. Yeah. She's not having it. And so I can do this. I can go through stuff. Keep up. Ileana's mad because she actually have to, has to use doors and yeah, can't and phase her. Like, you just left me. Hold her hand. Seriously. And this is where it comes out the whole like, well, that's the, I've dealt with demons, too. And Kitty gets real in her head about it. Like, oh, yeah, Limbo, the life you never talked about. It's still such a secret. And I don't know. How, how do I respond? Do I laugh? Do I cry? Do, <laughs> do I sneak into there's the the intruder is in the living room in the living room with a candlestick? Maybe <laughs> as Ilyana from behind pushes Kitty into the living room. Surprise! Oh, Oh! It's Kitty's birthday party. Everyone's here. Oh, my gosh. This is not what I expected. Ileana knew the whole damn time. The whole time. time. That was Xavier watching on the screen. Oh, my gosh. Still questionable about his intent. That's why everybody, thank goodness, everybody's gone. Happy birthday, Kitty. Your 14th birthday on the banner behind Dude, her. Dude, so she was 13 when they made out. It was one kiss. But yes, it's very uncomfortable. Ugh. Yeah. I'm upset by this. <laughs> Good. I mean, that's why they're still, they shouldn't be together. Did she just kiss him? 
She's kissing him now? Yep, she's kissing him now. We just had this questionable debate. Just kiss Ileana. She's the Rasputin for you. There you go. It was Ileana's idea after missing so many birthdays in limbo. She didn't want to have some. I know, right? Isn't that so sad? <laughs> she wanted to have this big party for Kitty. And then it was Kurt and Logan's idea for it to be a surprise. And they're like, so are you going to kiss us for it? And she was like, no, I'm going to kiss Peter first. Which cool. is like, come on. Why are you guys like, what is that? You just had this whole conversation about how it's highly inappropriate. Yeah. And and we end with this smile of it being the best day ever. The best day ever. Oh, and she started out having such a bad day, and yeah. it ended so well. Best friends. Best I love friends. it. Was this like a good a good romp through X Men history yes. and and classic podcast style? Yes. Yes. Any yes. thoughts, reactions? Do you feel like you've learned something about the mansion? Um. I feel like I have a a broader sense of the mansion as it was like in the comics because I have working knowledge of it, but I haven't experienced that many comics like inside the mansion. Right. So it's kind of cool to see all the inner workings of that. Um, I love that Storm's room is uh, in the attic and that Mm -hmm. she has like skylights and plants and that's really fun and it's interesting that like kurt has like essentially acrobatic equipment like he's he still has holding the danger true. room in his room like, yeah just still holding true to his circus roots which i'm into um i mean i love me some kitty and Eliana friendship so mm-hmm. i'm here for that yeah, i feel like that was peak them being mm-hmm. best friend gal pals hanging out at the mansion I like the twist and the suspense of like, who is this mysterious figure? What's right, happening? Right. And then it's a surprise party. Well, I tried to keep that in the, the sharing of it mm-hmm. because I even had this at labeled as anniversary content or birthday content, <laughs> you know, which can't be. Oh, that's awesome. That was fun. I miss that. You know, I think it's it's hard because it's a lot of prep for you. But doing those kind of like, here's an old issue that you, you did never read. And let's talk about it like this. You know, mm. that gives us that old school ex-wife podcast flavor. Sure, sure. Yeah. Because we all know that I don't like to sit and read a Claremont issue. I like them. But they're, every time I look at one, I go, oh, my God, so much, so many words. But they're so good. They're they so are. deep. It's such a, you love books. It's just like a book with pictures. Yeah, you're right. I should read them. I shouldn't say like I don't like them because I have not really given them a chance. I just get most, overwhelmed by them. Yeah, well, because there's a lot of continuity and a lot of ideas that he's working with. And most of the ones that you've gone through, you haven't actually read. I've gone through them. And then like a handful for some other guest spots. Yeah. But like uh, the Omni X-Men, mm-hmm. we've done a couple. We have one of those coming up for their next season. And then... Gray Malkin Lane done a handful here and yep. there, more Silver Age, but then and then that one damn Defenders issue that I've read like four <laughs> times for different trials. Yeah. So we have one more section of the episode. Ooh, okay. Pulling from my favorite episode that Ooh. we've done, the Marvel Legends episode. Oh. So I have three figures that we can unbox and <gasps> talk about because they're three figures that have sat on my shelf for a good five months since I've gotten them, and I just haven't opened them for some reason. Oh, my gosh. So we're going to open them in the order that I normally do, which is the least Least. excited about to most excited about. And this is only not even a half of the wave, so I still have the rest of the wave to open. These are the first three. Okay. But you will like the third one. Okay. Okay. Yo, I didn't even see him bring these in here. It's because I did it before you were home. Ooh. Do you have any idea who... This would be. No, I don't know. You don't I have like a pulse on It would be very the... silly for me to try to guess which action figures you have and have not opened of all the ones that you have. I mean, I mean do you want to give me some kind of hint? So the the other two will be easier to hint because I don't even know. Well, okay. So Wolverine, you know Logan, <laughs> right? Who? Logan. Yeah. He's got a son. A son. Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Akira. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Fang, as he is now called. Excellent. Excellent. Fang. Oh! Marvel's Fang is our first figure of the wave. So this Uh is the odd wave. Ah, the chode wave. The chode wave, yep. (laughs) Okay. Ooh! Okay, so these are the... um, 
These are the boxes without windows. Yep. So first, I'm just gonna look at look at the the art on the front of the box. Those teeth, those teeth look like they're gonna be very exciting. Um, I like this sultry, stealthy side box art over yeah. here. Ooh, we're gonna build. We've got we've got Chaad and Kari Kari. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Another member of the Star Jammers, often seen with Chaad. Okay, all right. Here we go. How do you open a Marvel Legends? We don't have to save these boxes, right? No, but if you can open it from that side, that'd be good because then the art would be. But no, I don't. I don't save my boxes, which I got into a conversation with someone the other day. They're moving and they. We're wondering if they should repack their figures into the boxes. We recently moved. I didn't do that. I just, <laughs> I just threw them in totes with some foam in between, some some packing foam, and hope for the best. And they're all fine for the most part. They're everywhere, literally everywhere, but they're fine. This, is this your first time opening the new plastic-free packaging? Yes. Which they have now gone back to, like the uproar of, which makes sense. Like yeah. if you have, which a lot of people are, if you have people that collect and leave them in the box, you have no yeah, you don't view of it. the figure. Just which, use recycled plastic. All right, we're starting with the little pieces. Ooh, we got two hands. Little claws. No, these are fists. Oh, fists. Fists. And it, then we got whatever this Cree Re thing is. Yeah, it oh, looks like, like a who. It's like a fuzzy anteater that also looks like a who. Yeah. Oh, I love him. <laughs> he might stay up here. <laughs> okay, this is a Build-A-Figure piece. This is Chaud's head. Oh, this is great. This is probably packed the most crucial it's like little, bits. It's like a little gremlin. Yeah, yeah, he does. Okay. I like the eco-friendliness of this, but... It's just, it just does a disservice to inbox collectors. Yes. I get what the intent was, but... Ooh, okay. Oh, his his neck piece, his leg pieces, they're all mobile. I don't know if I like that because... Yeah. Why I, would you not want them just on the? I do like, like when the, the teeth around the ankles are right. They've done some, especially with like boots and with the animated series figures, where the sculpting is into the figure, mm. and I really think that that's better. But this amount of individual, like the, the the pointy detail, I feel like would be difficult to have sculpted in or sculpted on. Yeah. Well, we the teeth look amazing, like his actual teeth. Yeah, his werewolf face. Yes, and the detail of the teeth, like I think their teeth are claws that make up his like boot covers, wrist, like the edge of his gloves, his neck, his belt. That's really cool. All right, he's kind of scary. Ah, do you I'm Fang. Do you remember the story that Fang is from? Nope. In the the Phoenix in the Dark Phoenix saga, and he is one of. Do you know who Fang is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've experienced Fang in modern comics as well. Um, is his knee supposed to bend? Yes. Okay. Well, I don't want to break him. All right. Uh, you've experienced Fang in like when Zandra visited Arako, mm -hmm. and then the that like robot army. From Orbis came and jumped them all, and yep. Fang was there, and he was killed. And then, I mean, like part of the thing with Fang as a species, the Lupax, because mm -hmm. I did that Shi'ar class, class yep. I know a lot more about the Shi'ar <laughs> Empire. So, the Lupak race are a planet of the Shi'ar Empire, mm -hmm. and they and the the Shi'ar themselves were some of the more original of this this grouping of species and they would do hunts with the bird people. So ah. like kind of the lupine lupac. Uh, but the thing about Fang, like whoever is the Fang, the person with that title, he's just a downloaded copy of the memories of everyone before him. Whoa. So he like carries the history of their species with him. Wow. And so that's why when he dies, they kind of just make another one, mm. which is kind of interesting. Yeah. And Wolverine wears this costume. He's too big for Wolverine, I think. He's, this a, little is, too, he's a little taller. He's yeah, a tall guy. He's much taller. Wolverine, how, tall, how tall is Wolverine? He's 5'2". Five 5'3", five I believe. Ooh. Lucky guess. 
There you go. Useless knowledge. We don't see it. <laughs> Did you notice that his head is mobile? No, let me a little see. Crease. The little, little, so cute, this little guy. Ooh, I like him. He's like a bird and a dog had a baby. Look at him. Ooh, I'm Cree. How do you even say his name? Cree. Cree. I'm a Cree. Who's next? This next character is the X-Men. Is it? <laughs> if I didn't have a canker sore on my tongue, I would stick my whole tongue out right now and go, Who is it, babe? The full effect. Cyclops. How'd you know that? Because he said that recently. Oh, it was like, the X-Men. That was like a year or so ago. But yeah. Recently in me. <laughs> it's burned into it's your burned memory. burned into my memory. You are not the X-Men. Maybe you feel the X-Men is in you, but you are not the X-Men. Astonishing X-Men era Ooh. Cyclops. Which is one that I do not have or had not had that version of him. And I really do enjoy Astonishing Era. Even, you know, it's hard to enjoy something that the creator has become in the public eye mm-hmm. not as favorable questionable but sure right uh but the the comic itself is really great mm. well he's got he's got angry angsty stank face on this box which when you look at the artwork and the the actual figure they feel very related yeah in that sense like his stank face is legit i recently reread this run just because it wasn't that really. It was probably also like a year ago. I was just rereading random runs of X-Men or reading new runs that I had never checked out before. And this was just one of my classic faves. I have the full run collected. That's why. Where's your fun pieces, Cyclops? I think he doesn't come with a build figure What? He's Cyclops. He doesn't. What do you mean he's so... I am the X-Men. I need nothing else. I don't need anything. Fang needs the additional crucial Build-A-Figure piece to sell units because who knows Fang. Cyclops. He should have alternate hands, though, it looks like. He does. Where are they? Got him. Got him. Made me freak out. Sorry, I freaked out for a second, too. All right, we got hands. We got finger guns hands and regular hands. (laughs) And then he has angsty fists. And I think that this like, I get it because it's for the it's from the art. But this little like steam, oh I like steam eye yeah. beam. It's kind of funny. I think that's so cool. Ah, lens he's flare. He's doing the he's doing the Hey Arnold's. No, not Hey Arnold's. Arthur. He's doing the Arthur fist. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang you, DW. Um. Yeah. Okay. I I'm into this costume. I like this one. Yeah. It's kind of it kind it, of gives Krakoan era vibes, right? I feel like the Krakoan era suit built off of this, and yeah. this has more of a color scheme that is resonant with Cyclops's history, right? The yellow and the blue. If he's not part of a build, if he's if you don't, how do you bend these the first time? It's so scary. If he doesn't have a builder figure piece, he has alternate hands, but he doesn't have an alternate head either. That is correct. It's sad. So, interesting tidbit of information for Marvel Legends. The accessories that come with them are based out of an overall budget for the full wave. Mm-hmm. So, if they have a more complex build on one character or like they, they put resources to having someone else having an alternate mm-hmm. head, one of the figures that we won't talk about today does have a more complex alternate head. I got to tell you something. I, I have to tell the people something. I think you know this, but you might not have been there because I think you were talking to somebody else. This was in San Diego. We were at the booth. We were at the Hasbro booth. And it was me and Dylan and Chandler. And we were talking to one of the guys from Hasbro. And this was like a long time. I was dressed as magic. We were having this whole conversation about like how they would like love to make a soul sword. And I was like, that should, they, one of them was like, that should be our next like, uh, prop prop thing but then like they have rules against making swords and things like that and they were like when well, we make a lightsaber and i was like yeah if you make it like light up like it's a, it's it's made of like you know 
magic essentially like it's not a blade you know you can do whatever right it's made of your soul energy right and they were talking they were like okay but you have to come like pitch the idea like in this cosplay and i was like yes 100 percent. but we were talking about things and i was like i listen i have one qualm oh, and i hair, brought the up the hair yeah, the yeah. saber tooth ponytail and they essentially alluded to the fact that saber tooth won't be the only one with that kind of ponytail and that Maybe some female characters will be getting that also. And I was so happy. I was like, thank you. Yeah. Because this was my, I was not happy this day. It is kind of ridiculous. I remember that day when you freaked out. I was so mad. I still have that video. That was the episode that we recorded because it was, you, we were opening Age of Apocalypse. I think we opened Age of Apocalypse and Krakoan era that day. Mm. Marvel Legends. I love Marvel Legends for a handful of reasons, but I really love them when I'm making a cosplay. Oh, yeah, for reference? I told those guys, too, because they were like, you look just like our figure. And I think you were the one who was like, that's what she used as a reference. She took it from my display. I needed it. I don't know if you noticed, and you probably don't recall the difference. Maybe you can see we have high evolutionaries sitting with us for the longest time. Actually, no, he's... I didn't realize he was pinless as well, but like the pins, mm. you don't see them. They're invisible. I always know they talk about that at the panels, like pinless, that's, that's fully a big, pinless. That's a big deal. Yeah, because they look more realistic. Sure, yeah. Brooding Cyclops. Now, the third one Ooh. is one that you would be excited about, right? So one Fang was I kind of like, oh, everywhere. Right, okay, Cyclops, yeah. I know you're not excited about. He's it, fine. He's also a pretty cool figure. Mm-hmm. Lens flare, Cyclops, angry, pouty face. Mm-hmm. Who is someone that you would be excited about? Astonishing era. Not that that means anything to you. Emma. Yes. It's yes. Emma. Give it to me. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen this figure, but the face sculpt on this got a lot of flack. Well, I think we've talked about this like in our life before, and uh, she ugly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Right. The figure, not the woman. No. Yeah. She. She just looks very angry, and like she looks very Karen. Yeah. I mean, she does have the RBF, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's on full display here. It's like her eye. I know, like, maybe it's the era. Like, her eyebrows are just very thin. And this is just the box. All right. So, looking from looking at this, I'm wondering what this cape is going to feel like and how these shoes are going to do balancing. Oh, yeah. But then when you look at the astonishing art on the side, she, looks she great. does look like the art. She, you know, absolutely. And, and even... In figure form, she looks like the art. So you're going to get a chawed chawed leg. Great. You're going to get a chawed leg. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. A leg that is wider than it is long. (laughs) Gross, (laughs) Justin. Is that true? It might be. Get a little bit. We got little bits. Starting us off with our leg. Oh, oh he only has two toes? Oh, yeah, yeah, Just two little toes. They're not little. Ouch. Pinched my finger in his heel. Okay. That is, that is a thick leg. Okay, all right. Chaad is a saurid, if you're curious on your oh, interesting. species of the Marvel Universe. Emma's hands were in the same bag as the leg, and I almost missed them. Oh. So we've got, we've got like a, a wide palm. I'm reaching out to you with my psychic energy hand and a fist. Mm-hmm. Those are our extra hands. Here we go. Emma, Emma, get it, get it. All right. Okay. All right. I like this. I'm into this. This is a bummer that you can't. Her cape is is off the shoulder, mm-hmm. and so therefore you cannot lift her arms at all. Yes. Which is difficult because you like aesthetically that looks so good. Like the cape right. looks so good. And, and it is how it should be, which is great. Right. It should be off the shoulder like that. However. The fact that it's not fabric completely eliminates any 
like articulation. She, she can't put her hand to her head. She right. can't do like the psychic. Like she's she's got this this hand that's on her. Is the right. I'm gonna put my fingers to my head and, and do psychic powers on you. But she can't reach her head. Well, she could just reach out and do psychic powers to people. But yes, absolutely. That is, I mean, Hasbro is slowly experimenting with fabric. Yeah. And I feel like they've they've made some really great steps and then they've kind of tempered it. Mm. Right. So the storm from the 90s, that look, they all have cloth. Capes. Right. Yeah. And there's been pieces of like doom in that anniversary one and the Hawkeye with the little skirt. Hmm. Interesting. Trying to make her stand up here. So her cape is also pretty back heavy. Yeah. So we already always have like with it when there's heels, there's a problem. But I mean, what's Emma Frost without heels? I really like the belts detail. That's nice. I'll never, I'm never gonna be okay with the fact that girls' torsos don't get the same articulation. The ab crunch, no, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I don't know how you get her to stand. I'm sure you can do it. You're a master poser. Years of practice. But. Definitely her cape is pulling her backwards. Ooh. I don't know. Okay, but um and alright, she's she's great because she's Emma Frost, but she's got very minimal art even though she has the potential with the way her joints are built to have articulation, she has very minimal articulation because of both her cape and her hair. Who's your favorite of the three? Figures, not characters. Mm, difficult choice. I think Fang. Yeah, honestly, Fang was really surprising. The the sculpt it's, and detail yeah, is really detail beautiful. Yeah, the detail of the mouth is so ferocious. The and face, like, too. The fingers, yeah. too. Like, and I feel, yeah, I think he's the most functional. And that's but. why I like doing it in this order, right? So he was the one that, as a character, I was... Kind of the least excited about. She's standing. Very I did excited. It. Yeah. <laughs> but to have a surprise of, and like the colors just pop. It yeah. looks very much like Puma, who is a Spider-Man villain mm. and likely borrows a lot of or is reusing a lot of his parts. But yeah. Sorry, you can't have Emma because she's standing now. Oh, I, I will be taking her. No, I mean like right now you can't. Touch okay. Her. Uh, well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he just got so sad. Okay, bye, Emma. You have to go to the other side of the table now. There's four others, but we're not going to do that right now. Not today. Which one is your... Do you think Fang is your favorite of the three? Or Cyclops? Honestly, I really... The the face doesn't bother me as much in person. Mm-hmm. I think the face actually looks pretty good for the figure. Emma. You're talking about Emma. Yeah, Emma's face. And the... The sculpt of the suit looks really detailed. I know. The, the suit is really beautiful. Like, the, the belt looks good. The cape does look gorgeous. The cape like, looks great. But, yeah, it's super limiting. It, it yeah. just doesn't make it, it doesn't make anything possible. Right. The belt is really cool. Just, She's just to stand there and look pretty kind of figure. The fabric lines are cool. Yeah. And even the shoes, like, even though they're heels, like, the heel is thick enough that it really gives you, like, a stable base to stand her up on. Yeah. I think Fang might be my favorite of the three as well, but Emma is much better than I was expecting. I think I just kind of mentally prepared for her to be disappointing. Mm -hmm. And Cyclops is Cyclops. He's kind of there. <laughs> There's not really new ground made with this. The lens flare is cool. You didn't actually get to see the head of Chod. Yeah, Chod. It, that is beautiful. How do you freaking say it? Chod. Chod. And the mouth opens. Honestly, the little cree cree is my favorite. You see this? The mouth opens. Mouth is a hinge joint and opens wide. It has a detailed tongue sculpt. Oh, my God. That makes it even better. Wow. That's cool. <laughs> Look at him do an evil laugh. <laughs> the last four in this wave are Quentin Choir mm. in his modern... Design. Oh, right. That was the one that we were talking to Josh about that he designed the look but doesn't have the figure. It doesn't have the figure. Yeah. We almost bought it for him. Well, I couldn't find it. Yeah. Uh, Monet. 
Mm, yeah. Generation X Monet, which nice. is nice, but I would love a penance form Monet. Yeah, let's That'd get be great. a penance Monet. Chamber, mm. who's one of my like classic favorites as a kid. I loved Chamber. He has like the blown out face. Yeah. With all the explosions. That's cool. That was probably a, a very expensive head sculpt to yes, build. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and Corsair. Ah, I'm very Corsair. excited. About. Yeah. Scott's dad. One of Scott's dads. One of his many fathers. <laughs> As I've recently learned. Many father figures. Oh, man. Well, that's that all, was fun. That was a I good planned. time. You did a great job planning that. Yay. We did a recap. We had a little sentimental. We had a fun throwback to a comic that I'd never read. So it was a throwback in both comic and podcast format. And we got to open some toys. I had fun. I had a great time. I hope you all had fun, too. Until next time, old friend. Charles. Where are you? It's dinner time, Charles. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. <laughs>